Good morning, friends. Today's message, doing hard time in hard times. My text is Matthew 10, verses 16 to 23. Hard times are certainly here, and more hard times are coming. We better get ready for it. That brings me to Jesus' words in Matthew 10, 16. I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. Now, i got to be honest with you. I've never met anyone who chose this as their life verse. I mean, it's not the most inspiring word picture in the Bible, is it? I mean, who wants to be a sheep among the wolves? Well, you can't see it, but I got my hand raised. It's not me. I don't really want to do that. But note how Jesus puts it. He says, I'm sending you out. He did not say, you are going out on your own. It has about it a sense of divine commission. I am intentionally sending you as sheep among wolves. It means something like this. If you wake up one morning and you find yourself surrounded by wolves, don't be surprised. They're not there by accident. I intended for you to be there right in the midst of the wolves. Now, speaking as one of the sheep, I have a few questions. Lord, why would you do this? I mean, wolves eat sheep. It's not safe out there. If if it's all the same to you, Lord, I'd rather stay here in the pen where the wolves cannot get to me so easily. I mean, what am I supposed to do when the wolves come after me? Now, I think those are fair questions because it's not a fair fight. The wolves are undefeated against the sheep. In fact, the wolves lick their chops when they think about the sheep. When you send the sheep out among the wolves, you can be sure that the wolves will be dining on lamb chops later tonight. But let's be clear about this. Jesus is saying, you are the sheep and I am your shepherd. All around you are ravenous wolves. I see them. I know where they are. I know they want to kill you and I am sending you out among them anyway. And you know, friends, it's hard to understand on one level. It seems like a death sentence given to us by our shepherd. Jesus is not sending his sheep out with a general warning. Be careful out there. This is wolf country. That's true, of course, but Jesus means much more than that. He's really saying, we are here, and all around us are the wolves. I am intentionally sending you out in the middle of the wolves. Now, again, it kind of sounds like a suicide mission. And in a way, it is. But more about that in just a few minutes. Nothing could be more frightening to a sheep than to be told, I'm sending you out among the wolves. But that's precisely what Jesus says here. Now, this is divine sovereignty at work. The good shepherd who will soon give his life for the sheep sends them among the wolves. This has not happened by accident. Jesus is telling us something about our dangerous calling. We are in peril all day long. But let me go a step further. It's not as if Jesus is saying, I'm sending you into a dangerous place, but don't worry. At the last second, I'll deliver you so no harm comes to you. Now, he can do that. He might do that. But we have no guarantees he will do that. In fact, there is no promise uh, of deliverance connected to this verse. This is more like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego standing before King Nebuchadnezzar in Daniel 3 with the fiery furnace a few feet away. Our God is able to deliver us, and we think he will, but even if he doesn't deliver us, we still won't bow down to the golden image. But wolves will be wolves. They kill sheep. Now, knowing that, Jesus adds a crucial bit of instruction in the second part of verse 16. Be as shrewd as serpents and as harmless as doves. Now, what on earth does that mean? Well, the primary point of comparison is this. Snakes know how to disguise themselves by camouflage. 
they know how to hide under rocks and find the shadows and stay out of the way. Now, I think applied to us, Jesus means I'm sending you out into extremely dangerous situations, but be smart, be cautious, pay attention, don't be naive. Or to put it into the vernacular, don't be an idiot. I mean, to go out, don't go out and start <laughs> poking the wolves with a stick or taunting them. I mean, the part about doves speaks to our integrity. Be honest and truthful. If, if there's trouble out there, let it be because the wolves decided to attack you, not because you did something foolish. So that brings us back to a very crucial question. It's really a question for our Lord himself. It goes this way. Lord Jesus, we know you are the good shepherd. We know you love us. But why would you put us in this position? Why are we sent out as sheep among wolves? Well, the rest of our text this morning gives us three answers to that question. Here's answer number one. That we might bear witness to the nations. Let me read to you verses 17 to 20. Because people will hand you over to the Sanhedrin and flog you in their synagogues, beware of them. You will even be brought before governors and kings because of me to bear witness to them and to the nations. But when they hand you over, do not worry about how or what you should speak. For you will be given what to say at that hour because you are not speaking, but the spirit of your father is speaking through you. So look how Jesus puts this. They will hand you over. Now, that's bad. They will beat you. That's worse. They will hand you over to the governors. Well, that does not sound good either. You will bear witness for me to the nations. Now, that's good. You don't have to worry about what to say. Well, that's better yet. You will be given what to say in that hour. That is the best. So you see, friends, Jesus sends us out into a dangerous situation, not with a promise of deliverance, but with a promise of power to speak for Jesus. The whole point is clear. Jesus is in charge of everything that happens to us, the good, the bad, the happy, the sad, the positive, the negative, all of it. He knows all about the wolves, and he sends us out among them anyway. It has been part of his plan from the beginning. Now, I wonder if you remember these words. Here they come. I am a Christ follower, and I will remain a Christ follower. Well, those words, that's what Miriam Abraham said to the prosecutor in Sudan who tried to get her to renounce her faith. And maybe you're familiar with her story because it made big headlines back in 2014 when this young medical doctor was arrested, tried and convicted of apostasy and adultery. Her crime? Supposedly converting from Islam when in fact she had been raised as a Christian. She was not an apostate because you cannot leave a religion you never joined in the first place. They accused her of adultery because she had a child with her husband, a Christian from Sudan who emigrated to the United States. That is, the adultery was really a charge of having sex with her husband because they did not recognize her marriage to a Christian. Well, sentenced to death by hanging for apostasy and sentenced to a hundred lashes for adultery, she was given a chance to recant her Christian faith. Time and again, the prosecutor badgered her to renounce Jesus. She refused each time, and that is when she uttered that bold sentence, I am a Christian, and I will remain a Christian. Well, as a result of her faithful witness, she was not only kept in jail, but put in shackles. The authorities would not even unchain her when she gave birth in prison. Through it all, she steadfastly refused to renounce the name of Christ. When Megyn Kelly interviewed her on Fox News, Miriam Abraham said her heart breaks for the women of Sudan. And then she added, there are many Miriams in Sudan and throughout the world. 
it's not just me. Well, friends, Jesus told his disciples what would happen to those who follow him. In John 16:33, he, he says, In the world you will have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. So many Christ followers in the West do not take verses like this very seriously. You know, we hear about the mounting atrocities against Christ followers, and we think, boy, I don't think that'll ever happen here. To that I say, do not be so sure about that. I know of no promises in the Bible that American Christ followers will somehow be shielded from suffering. Miriam Abraham has shown us the truth of Jesus' words. She suffered in the name of Jesus. She was given the words to say. She testified to the nations. And that's exactly what Matthew 10 said would happen. That was always Jesus' plan. So there's your first answer to the question. Why does Jesus send us out as sheep among wolves? He does it so we might testify for him to the nations. Here's answer number two. That we might demonstrate the reality of our faith. Reading on in our text, starting at verse 17. Brother will betray brother to death and the father his child. Children will even rise up against their parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of my name, but the one who endures to the end will be delivered. When they persecute you in one town, escape to another. For I assure you, you will not have covered the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. Now, Jesus offers us a frightening picture of the total breakdown of society. I mean, brother betrays brother, father betrays child, children betray parents. Christ followers are hated by everyone, and they end up running from one city to another. And perhaps the most sobering part comes in verse 23. You will not have covered the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. This is going to be how how it's going to be until Jesus comes again. This is how it was in the first century. This is how it is in the 21st century. Nothing that matters has changed. The wolves are still on the prowl. The sheep are still in danger everywhere. There is trouble on every side. The Christian life is hard even ridiculously hard. So friends, let's pray for ourselves and for our brothers and sisters around the world, especially for Christ followers in the Middle East and in all the other places in this world that uh, we might have strength to endure whatever comes our way. So why would Jesus send us out as sheep among wolves? Well, answer number three, that we might become like Jesus through our suffering. Verses 24 and 25 of our text read, A disciple is not above his teacher or a slave above his master. It is enough for a disciple to become like his teacher and a slave like his master. If they called the head of the household Beelzebub, how much more the members of his household? Well, Jesus is the teacher. We are the disciples. Jesus is the master. We are the slaves. Jesus is the head of the house. We're part of his family. What did they do to him? They crucified him. How can we expect anything better? What shall we say about all of this? Well, here's one answer. Only a fool would send sheep out among the wolves. And that's how you get the sheep killed. Sheep have no chance against the wolves. Only a fool or the Son of God. You see, he's telling us we are in danger all day long and he sends us out anyway. They have us surrounded and he sends us out anyway. They've killed a lot of sheep and he sends us out anyway. Jesus is saying, friend, as I send you out, I am going with you. I'm going before you. I'm above you. I'm beneath you. I, you will never be alone, not even for a second. 
You see, he is not promising us we will not be hurt. We may be hurt. He is not promising us that we will never die a gruesome death. We may die in some terrible way. Or we may live to a ripe old age. Who knows? So here's an application. Here's the bottom line. Jesus knows what he is doing. Sheep among wolves. Nope, that's not a mistake. That's not a misprint. That's the plan. Jesus intends to show the world his followers are not made of sugar candy. In the Coast Guard, they say, you have to go out. You don't have to come back. So it is for all of us. But if we are sheep in the midst of wolves, what comfort is that? Well, here's the answer. You find it in Romans chapter 8, verses 35 to 39. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Can affliction or anguish or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, because of you, we are being put to death all day long. We are being counted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than victorious through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that not even death or life, angels or rulers, things present or things to come, hostile powers, height or depth, or any other created thing will have the power to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Yes, friends, there are wolves out there. But out we go, and Jesus goes with us. It's in that confidence we go as sheep among wolves, knowing that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Lord, we are so happy this is in the Bible. I mean, sometimes our hearts are filled with fear. We thank you that you have called us, you have sent us, and you go with us, even in the midst of wolves. So continue to give us courage to go where you send us, to stay where you put us, and to speak the good news of Jesus, so that whether by life or by death, Jesus might be glorified in us. Burn this truth into our hearts, that nothing, nothing, nothing can separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Until next time, see the vision, live the mission, feel the passion. God bless.